Thank you for coming in and tuning to Career View Mirror. My name is Joyelle Crawford. I'm your host. And today on this episode, we have Daria Torres. She is a strategic advisor, university professor, and board director. She's the founder of the Walls Torres Group, a strategic management consulting firm that combines dedicated client service with world-class expertise to facilitate positive change in organizations that aspire to excellence. She is a widely sought after executive level advisor who has helped some of the highest performing leadership teams and boards grapple with complex strategic questions, build clarity and consensus, and establish commitment to new directional paths. In addition to leading Walls Taurus Group, Daria has served as an adjunct faculty member at Rutgers University School of Business in Camden. She also participates actively in her community and church, including board service as the chair of Giving Cycle, an innovative experiential philanthropy program for middle school students, and as an alumni trustee of the University of Virginia Idea Fund, and previously as a director of the Holland Scholars Program and the Candom Dream Center. She's a lifetime member of the Girl Scouts of the United States of America, the University of Virginia Alumni Association, Mensa International, National Black MBA Association, and the National Society of Black Engineers, and has mentored countless budding professionals through these and other valued organizations. Welcome, Daria Torres. Joyelle, thank you so much. I'm excited to be with you today. You are such a rock star. I am so I'm so impressed with all of the things that you have and you, you're doing and that you're cultivating the organization that you're in, the community that surrounds you, you're supporting wedding leaders. And that's what I love to do. We have that in common. We grow leaders for a living and various other organizations too. As I was reading your bio, I was like, I was a member of the National Black <laughs> uh, MBA Association and the find out you can get a lifetime membership to the Girl Scouts of America. I'm gonna make sure I just um, go ahead and register that as well. Yes, on my honor. <laughs> I will try. I will try. So looking at your career view mirror, what can you share about how you got involved with these various facets of your career? And I like to say that it looks like a diamond. So how did you get involved with so many things? Well, I would, I mean, the fact that you even use that term facets, I absolutely love um, just the, the, the idea of a prism almost it is what it invokes, right? Mm -hmm. And any, you know, when you look at something from its different sides, you might see different things, you know, depending on how you tilt it, how the light hits it. And I think our careers are the same way. Um, and, and it depends on what stage of life you're in, um, the gifts that you're aware of, that you're tapping into at any given moment. Mm -hmm. and how relationships and opportunities evolve over time. Absolutely. So I, I was, as you highlighted, I, I believe I was an engineer first out of undergrad. I worked at Lockheed Martin uh, in, the, uh, in one of their secure communications areas. So I had top secret clearance Ooh. and wore a lab coat to work every day. Uh, but you know, in, in terms of that work, one of the things that is transferable and is you know, really applicable to any field is working with tools and problems, right? It's just how they get applied. Yeah. So now as a consultant, as an advisor, as a board director, I'm still working with tools and problems. 
It's just that they're less in a tangible context. They're much more in a intangible context. So strategy, governance, leadership, these are things that you can't really hold, you can't hold with your hands, mm -hmm. but they actually have uh, vast implications uh, and certainly a lot of facets that we can explore in terms mm -hmm. of the problem solving that is necessary. Absolutely. I, I would love to say that we are kindred spirits because again, strategies is part of my company's business name and that is what you do best. And I really believe that um, as you're looking at all those different facets, you, you hit the nail on the head about transferable skills and how you can lend yourself to those other things and other organizations and help those other businesses and organizations thrive and survive, especially nowadays <laughs> in this changing environment. Absolutely. So you wear a whole bunch of different hats and you founded your own strategic advising firm. Can you discuss that transition a little bit more from working for someone else now working for yourself? Sure, sure. Well, anytime you take that kind of a leap, as, a, as you know yourself, um, it, it requires courage. Mm -hmm. It requires constant learning. Uh, it requires uh, being willing to make mistakes. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you're, you're aware that you're making trade-offs, right? You're leaving the comfort and the security of having resources, of having inbuilt networks mm -hmm. to one where those things don't have the same kind of boundaries or limits, right? So right. by the same token, as you know, expanding this new frontier and the uncertainty that it involves, but that also expands the opportunity. Yes. So uh, that's the way I've thought about it and, and been able to rationalize uh, to keep going, even when you hit periods like 2009 and now, yes. where the macroeconomic factors might suggest, mm, no, go back to that security. Right. But no, you, you have to re remember what got you here in the first place, which was the courage, the conviction, and the constant learning commitment uh, yes. you know, that, that gets you to that other side. Ah, courage, learning, and commitment. I'm going to write those down. And I think those are very huge keys. Um, and, and you know um, that there are low times, like you said, you mentioned 2009, and now um, economically, um, it, can, it can really, really put one in, you know, put you in your place in a, in a low place um, when things aren't zooming and booming as much as they used to. Um, but digging down to that why of why you're doing that, really, mm -hmm. um, it's home. Thank you for sharing that answer. So as, the, as we're talking about challenges, this year has been a year of clarity yes. for most. <laughs> so a lot of people are searching for purpose. Mm. And I love your phrase, purpose is like glue. Mm. So what's your advice for finding purpose and passion in your work? Mm. Well, you know, I think it is, it's important to, for anyone, not just, uh, not just for us, right? We're talking to who knows how many people are listening. Uh, I know you have a good following. Um, it's important for people to know what inspires them mm -hmm. and what brings them energy versus depletes their energy. And to, to, to really honor that and pay attention to that, right? Because mm -hmm. You know, have you ever heard the expression, it's, it's not what keeps you up at night, it's about what gets you up in the morning? 
Ooh, I love that. No, I've never heard that, but I love oh. it. Oh yeah. Well, for me, for me, what gets me up in the morning is that's purpose. It's what it's working with people and organizations looking to make a positive impact in the world. I mean, you read essentially my, my firm's mission statement in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, working with organizations that aspire to excellence. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's not just excellence with a profit motive, it's with a purpose motive. Um, so that may be in the corporate setting, it might be academic, it might be philanthropic, uh, but I, I really like helping organizations solve the problems or reduce the barriers to the impact that they're trying to have. And so, you know, oftentimes people know what they want to do, but things are getting in their way yeah. or they don't have enough resources to do it. That's what drives me. That's what I get energized by. That's what I get excited by. And so you see me smiling because I, I get to do that every day. And I, for me, that doesn't feel like work. So that's how I know I'm doing the right things. That you're working and living in your purpose. I yeah. like to call that your why, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's mm -hmm. just what makes your mouth water and and it doesn't like we we were we were talking earlier before we started filming about you know um that this is our this is my work time this is this is work but it's it's so much fun to me i forget that it's work um and and i think that really helps with finding that clarity and purpose is tapping into that what gets you out of bed in the morning and helping other people have fun with it right i'm sitting here i enjoy it because you enjoy it so it's infectious, oh, right yes so I, and i think that's what that's what it should do you know it's not just bringing energy to yourself it's like how you can then even energize other people yeah right so that's how you know you're you're walking in the right path <laughs> it's almost paying it forward with your purpose right it's kind of it just kind of continues to build the momentum and that that positivity. So it's, it's absolutely, it's addictive. <laughs> totally. Uh, that's one thing I wouldn't mind getting, you know, getting uh, contagion from, you know, catching on to someone else's purpose. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. It's, it's, it's infectious in that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, you know, and can you have more than one purpose? That was another piece of a, a question that I wanted to ask you. I, yes, absolutely, you you can, and I would even extend it further. You know, you hear this phrase all the time. Um, you know, what's your value proposition? Mm -hmm. You know, that's tied to this idea of purpose. I believe it's like, how are you using your gifts mm -hmm. to get things done? Mm -hmm. And so, absolutely, the same way that you can have more than one facet of your purpose, you can have more than one value proposition. Nice. So I always say to people, don't let don't let people corner you into having to pick one. Mm -hmm. uh, be mindful that there could be many, depending on what the situation is, depending on who the audience is, depending on what the environment is, and recognizing what to bring forward in any of those particular cir circumstances or situations mm -hmm. is is really where the magic is. Right. So knowing what to shine that light on, and that there's more there's more than one way. There's more mm -hmm. than again one more facet of purpose. Thank you. Thanks for that. So connection and community are huge. There's something also that we crave a lot, especially this year. And there's a current wave of attention to the community and how we serve them. So tell yes. me more about why stakeholder capitalism is so important and why that's a, a part of your, your purpose. Sure. Well, I, you know, I love that you highlighted that term um, because it, it is on many leaders minds independent of what sector you're in um, you know it's in contrast to the old paradigm of shareholder capitalism 
where it's all about how are we driving bottom line performance? How are we making sure our fiscal results satisfy our shareholders? Now, while that is still relevant, this idea of shareholder or stakeholder capitalism is gaining more footing. And it, it really reflects the fact that we are all in this together, right? I mean, I don't think, you know, if, if, if all of us are, are not okay, then none of us are okay. Right. Right. Okay. So I think we've seen even this past summer um, with the displays of solidarity in the protests, and we're seeing it now in terms of how firms are issuing commitments to the community in the wake of all of that, mm -hmm. uh, that this is, this is critical. Um, uh, millennials and certainly even um, generations on either side of them right. are demanding this focus as well. Um, and so I, you know, while I think profit without a purpose may not yet be dead it's dying yeah yeah it's it's kind of going out the way of the dodo <laughs> because there is more of a um a sense of unity and almost not only external activism but internal activism and yeah. to your point stakeholder capitalism you know is something where you want to be a part of something bigger than the bottom line right um and it's 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 huge and it's and it's definitely like you said it's not just one generational group that um can be a part of it it's all of us and i, I really love that because that really ties the whole piece of connection and community together and um it's something i think we we need to continue to shine that light on and yeah. continue to 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 um to celebrate and highlight Amplify is the word I was looking totally for. Totally, I would. You know what? That was the word that was here as well. Just the amplified consciousness, consciousness, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. you know, there is. We are all connected, and my success is tied to your success, and my the disadvantages that that may seem external to me are actually not. They impact me too, right? So again, this idea of, of if all of us are not okay, none of us are okay. Right. Um, I think that is, that's something it, we all need to just elevate and amplify our consciousness of and bring more to the forefront of our work. It's, it's so needed and, and not just now, but like going forward, you know, it's not just this box to check off. I'm finding that there's a lot of, of, um, boxes that people are checking off kind of like, okay, we did this, you know, but it's not about just checking the boxes. It's really infusing it into the culture of our organization. Ooh, we could talk for an hour plus just about that. <laughs> no, really. I mean, you know, this idea of checking boxes, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's tidy, mm -hmm. it's convenient, uh, but it misses so much nuance so much nuance right of just um and it's a it's a overused term now but it, yeah. intersectionality i mean we bring yeah. so much to the table and when you try to just focus on one aspect of someone's identity or one facet of some community's um culture then you're you're missing so much Yes. So, no, this is, uh, we could talk for a long time about that. That might have to be. Well, maybe we'll have another Julia. episode. We'll have Daria Torres part two. You know, we can have you come on again. Hey, I'm up Fantastic. for it. Yes, yes, indeed. So, so you love seeing youth being engaged in service. 
uh, within the community, speaking of community. And so can you tell us a little bit more about your work with helping youth ignite a spirit of generosity through Giving Cycle? Oh, well, you know, that is, that is such a treat for me. Uh, I enjoy it so much. Giving Cycle does put middle school students in the, in the mode of functioning as a philanthropist. So cool. So <laughs> I, I love it, right? So uh, it, it, Giving Cycle is a foundation launched in 2015. Uh, I am the current board chair. Um, it, it, we work with schools, um, out of school or after school programs, other youth programs. And to date, 1500 youth have completed one of the programs where essentially the, the students themselves direct funds to organizations who they see doing great work in the community on issues that they care about. So Giving Cycle raises the funds and the youth get to decide where the funds go. Where they go. And what, what's key is that these dollars are unrestricted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of times uh, nonprofits are given restricted funds right. and therefore have to spend them certain ways or have mm -hmm. strings attached or requirements. Not, you know, unrestricted funds are like oxygen to a, to a nonprofit. Um, so it, it's just been a, a, a real treat, as I said, for me to be involved with that, um, particularly given that my two sons founded Giving Cycle. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. Yes. And what a proud mama you must be to know that they came up with this. Very much so, very much so. So, uh, you know, at 18 and 15, you know, five, subtract five years. So they were quite young when they saw yeah. this, this opportunity to influence their peers and to now look back over five years and know that 1,500 other youth mm -hmm. have had this opportunity to see the power of the philanthropic and nonprofit sector working together to address issues in the community. It's really, it's just powerful. And where can people learn more about Giving Cycle? Is, it, is there a domain or? There is, givingcycle.org. Okay. Uh, I, I would encourage people if you're interested, check it out. And certainly if you're interested in getting involved or even donating, we always would welcome the support, any level. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, the apples didn't fall too far from the tree, Daria. <laughs> <laughs> Love That's that expression. Yeah. No, oh, thank congratulations. You. Thank so, you so much. So, so here's the other question I wanted to ask you, because you're you you you've talked about, we've talked about all the different professional hats and and I would say parenting is a, a ton you know a total other job and a half in itself um, so what how do you take breaks how do you keep your energetic cup full because that's a really big thing I like to focus on on career view mirror is how do you how do you do it how do you well by no me this is listen I said constant learning earlier this is something I'm still <laughs> in learning mode on but I will, I will say one thing that has really helped me is, uh, is running. And that may seem counterintuitive, right? Because you said keeping your energetic cup full, running tends to wear down your energy. But there's something about taking that time to, you know, in just be with yourself, invest mm -hmm. in yourself and worry nothing about uh, what may be happening around you other than dealing with many dangers or, or uh, you know, issues on the road. Right. Um, I started this in October, 2018, when my gym closed and I started just signing up for 5Ks. And at the beginning, my first 5K was about 39 minutes, which is not good at all. Well, I think that's good for your first time. <laughs> Mine yeah. took me about an hour and a half. Oh, is that right? <laughs> and that's with training, Daria. <laughs> well, so, but, so this is what's this is what's so interesting about running, 
the exactly what you're highlighting, you know, so two, two years later, I've shaved 10 minutes off of that. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal to me, right? But mm-hmm. it's goal, it's an opportunity for goal setting and also an opportunity to recognize that it's really not about what anybody else can do. Right. It is about relativity mm-hmm. and personal growth and the journey there. And there's a quote that I love around this is that I might paraphrase it a little bit because I don't remember it exactly, but it's like that the essence of nobility is not being better than anyone else. What's noble is being better than your former self. Mm. So that's Whitney M. Young. And I, I just, I carry that with me in so many different realms. Like it is not about what anybody else is doing. It is about how you are advancing against where you once were. Right. And and W.E.B. Du Bois actually said something similar, which is, you must be ready at any moment to give up essentially what you were for what you might become. So I think there's something in the fact that these great civil rights leaders, Mm -hmm. those who have been trying to advance movements and bring community along, think in that mode, right? It's, It's not this superior inferior, it's about how can I, how can, how can I just advance and bring other people along with me? Absolutely. Not a handout, a hand up. And, yes. uh, and also I wanted to say, and that just made me think about a recent thing I just saw on LinkedIn about mm. an honor that you just received. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it, am I misremembering? Um, <laughs> maybe I'm not, I don't know. I maybe don't, I don't know. On a school. <laughs> Um, but I thought a certain organization had just honored you um, uh, for for your help and and activism in the community. But maybe I'm maybe yeah, I'm. It, you know what? Yes, I mean yes, that is true. Um, there was something last year from Jersey Man Magazine, maybe mm-hmm. that that may have been it. I, you know, uh, I maybe I had this. You know, I have a tendency to have visions, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, bring it on! Bring it you on! No, I. <laughs> I could have sworn I just saw something that was uh, that was honoring. It, it is so it is quite possible. Keep but your eyes you know, open. As as you said, um, you know, as we're saying, really, it's um, I don't know. I I I I I think about those kinds of accolades as as just um, they're in the periphery. Mm-hmm. Not that you don't appreciate those things. They're an acknowledgement. You appreciate them, but it's the the reflection uh, and the impact that you have directly with people and with organizations is is really where the the evidence is yeah. of your journey and, and what you're bringing forward yeah that's a really good thing to point out because a lot of times i think as solopreneurs um you know uh we're looking for branding and you know that's something i, I focus on and talk to my clients and individual coaching clients about all the time is, you know, how do you build your brand and, and recognition and keeping yourself out there. And, um, but you know, it's, it's more of an intrinsic thing so that you're finding the value in the work that you're doing and the, the, the rewards and the recognition is nice to, to see and not to diminish it, but it's, it's really about the work um, that you're doing to help others push along and that's kind of the the fuel that uh that we look at it's like the um it's not the applause it's it's almost like the program you know if I'm thinking as a theater as an actress you know like I think about it I do love the applause but it's more about entertaining 
um, uh, the audience and, and serving and supporting. So absolutely, absolutely. And I was even going to say the stage, the, the stage directions themselves, right? You may yeah. not even be the one on the stage and often I am not. And that is that is totally fine by me because as long as what the output is mm -hmm. meets the need, mm -hmm. then we have achieved the goal, right? Oh, right on, right on. So what would you, this is my, my quintessential favorite question to ask on the show is what would you share with the past you? What would you share with the little Daria a few years mm -hmm. ago or, you know, a few, decades ago, what would you share with her career-wise? What pieces of advice would you give her? Oh, there's, there's, you want me to pick one? <laughs> there could be a book's worth, right? <laughs> there you go. I might have to, no, I would say, oh gosh, the little Daria. I'm thinking of little Girl Scout me selling cookies. <laughs> I, you know, I would say anytime you stumble, Daria, you will get up. You will get up. So, so don't waste too much time trying to figure out what tripped you up in the first place. Just get up. Yep. Right. And I think I, that's what you see when you look at little little babies, uh, toddlers. They're all, you know, when they're first learning to walk or when they're first learning to run at each stage, you know, leap change in that development. It's like you're a little wobbly. Yes. But they don't worry about it. They fall, they get right back up. They get up, so kind of whine a little bit, but they keep it moving. At some point, we 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 are we learn not to do that. To and we you know we mull over like what what's what tripped us up? Well, how did we stumble? Yeah, I would say anytime you stumble, Daria, you will get up. And I would pass that along to anyone you know early in their career. Yes. Um, recognize you are going to stumble, but don't waste too much time trying to figure out what tripped you up or what got you there on the floor, maybe face down, <laughs> face planting. <laughs> just you know, just dust yourself off and and get up. I love that advice, and it it really um, I'm telling you this that we are kindred spirits. This can't you can't even read it. It came out of my. Um, Oh, a fortune cookie? <laughs> yeah, out of my fortune cookie. It says keep on is probably all blurry, but it says keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, in alignment with the fortune cookie, thank you for that sage advice, Daria Torres. Absolutely. Strategic advisor, university professor, <laughs> board director, philanthropist, mother, fabulous woman and uh now a new colleague i'm so excited the power of networking brought us together so i'm really excited for you to be on the show thank you thank so much for being oh th and thank you joyelle i am uh, so impressed with your platform with your energy your enthusiasm and just your clarity uh, so i i really um, appreciate this opportunity to be with your guest today Thank you. Thank you so much. And everybody, thanks for watching and listening. And you will see us next time on Career View Mirror. Take care.